Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Welcome to the Ashlanites Internet Radio Broadcast. I am your host, Master Thompson, Derek Thompson from Ashlanites, and I am joined with my esteemed longtime colleague and engineer, Charles. Um, typically, Anton is with us, but uh, I think I'm looking at a message six days ago. It looked like it was like an hour ago, but I think um, I don't think he'll be here today, but that's okay. Um, we've got a potential truncated show today. I have to tell everybody that uh, my dog is getting groomed, so I may have to shoot out in like a half an hour, 45 minutes, so I do apologize for that. But um, we're going to get right into it. And um, I wanted to talk about the Jediism and Sithism paths in the sense that they are or have been for some time now in large part due to the efforts made by some of the most serious and seriously philosophical minds in the Jedi community. Um, their hard, their long, long uh, hours in hard work in just contributing on forum boards. That's how this whole thing started. Forums, in chats, in groups, online. Think about the, the time and the writing that people have... Uh, have invested themselves in to get to actually, the point they're on they're on Fox if, News. If I could, it actually started yeah. out um, from even humbler means than that. If anyone who reads uh, Jared Michaels' uh, book from Nerd to Night and then his most recent uh, book, which I would have to grab it to get the title for you, which I'm still working my way through. I'm terrible with remembering titles of books. But um, one of the things he notes is that, you know, this movement started out not on forum boards, but on a comment board, on a website yep. that was playing around it being Jedi, it was role-playing, and then people said, wow, you know, they meditate in the game, we could meditate in real life, and then they started sharing meditation techniques. So w the, the movement started on a post-it board, a little Java app, and then wow. worked its way up. To, wow. email, to email boards. You know, remember the old email bulletin boards? I do. I do. And then, then that same first page that was doing the post-it note thing, uh, they said, wow, we could do a forum. And they went and grabbed a forum that broke like every five minutes. But yeah, just to say, we come from even humbler beginnings. Wow. And, and, and yeah, I, I, I have to, I mean, I came into this when there were forum, like the earliest of forum boards. And I have to give I, I can't even, I mean, I, there are no words that can express how proud I am of, of Charles, you, okay, Allie, uh, some of the, you know, uh, Opie and, and, and uh, you know, some of the other people that have made the Jedi path, whether it's Jedi realism or Jediism or however you break it down or whatever subtext you break it into, path, such a a recognizable path today. They have made that. They have made t t today's Jedi path recognizable. It is an amazing thing to be, you know, the Church of, of Jedi, the Church of Jediism in, in England, the Church of Jediism, I mean, you know, they got a lot of press in the last few years as well. I think they were one of the bigger ones that came out. I mean, you, you may not have agreed with their message or their interpretation, but you know, they they are brothers and sisters of the Jedi path as well, and you know they 
I, I kind of lauded them as well, you know, to be able to... Now, now, why am I... Let's be crystal clear here. Why am I lauding? Well, yes, as I said, that, you know, I'm proud of, of the work that these, these folks have put in, and the work is all mental work. It's not... There's no heavy lifting here. Well, there are some technical people like Charles, all right, who generously gave their, tech, their, their technical expertise and talents so that this could be furthered, this path, this path could be furthered, so you can't discount them. Because this wouldn't be here if it weren't for the technical-minded uh, uh, within our groups and, 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 and orders and communities to make this happen. Ashla Knights, I have to, Travis, our webmaster, I mean, he built our our platforms, you know. Well, now I'm, I'm paying him, but before, <laughs> he did it all for free. And, and it was his learning and his his contribution that made Ashla Knights what it is today. But And the same goes for the Force Academy and other groups as well. But... Why am I lauding these folks when it's easy to look at this and step back and sort of take yourself away from it and say, "Well, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of fanboy and girl uh, uh, practitioners of the Jedi, the movie Jedi ideology that sort of found some correlations in real life to validate their fan their their fanaticism." No, that's not that's not what Jediism or Sithism or or uh, whatever Shadowism or I don't know whatever ism that is applied to the path today. That's not what it's all about. You know, I've I've written many many entries about this on Ashla Knights and our academy and our, on on our forum about how wonderful the Star Wars Jedi path has been to people searching, searching. For understanding, not that they want to look for something specific, but they're searching for understanding into the basics of religion and spirituality, the basics of philosophy and, ide- and ideology, politics and civics, uh, psychology and sociology. Star Wars takes all of these constructs in real life, and it sort it it converges them. It, it, it smashes them together in something, in a context that we can look at and say, wow, I'm entertained, but at the same time, my, I'm thinking. My mind is going. I'm, I'm wondering, that sounds so familiar. I've experienced that. That something that, you, when you watch Star Wars, you're, you're looking at real life in a lot of ways. You're looking at things that you're, look, you're, 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 you're touching constructs and notions that your mentors and parents and teachers have long tried to instill within you. Character building, uh, uh, things that, that, that they hope that you will take and grow and pass on to your children or spread to other people that haven't had a chance to be touched by these things to make the community better, to make society a more organized and secure place. That's what, that's what civilization is all about, and that's what the Jedi stand for. The Jedi stand for civilization, because civilization represents order, organization, structure, and security. And you see all these things played out. You see the spirituality touched, the notions within, good and evil, right and wrong, just and unjust, the paradox between. You know, the short of the shadow area where you have to be very careful 
about how devote you are to an ideal because, you know, it could, uh, it could lead you to a fall. It could lead you to a misunderstanding and then a fall. You have to be careful between commingling your, your, your spiritual beliefs and your political views. You have to understand how to deal with people effectively. And, and, and that means understanding yourself. Star Wars teaches you to understand yourself. And the Jedi way, the Jedi path, is all about character building and self-improvement. Oh, just betterment all around. So these are people who were, t- who were touched. They were touched. We all were touched by this. You know, we were all looking to be deeper. We were all looking within to be fuller. Regardless of our backgrounds, our race, our sex, our, our political views, our, our stations in life. We were touched. And then we went and we explored and we looked into it and we found each other. And through years of posting, I don't think I can underscore that. Years and years of posting, of writing, which is another thing I have to pat on the back. We all went to school. Most of us have degrees, have have diplomas and degrees, okay? And even in school, the way school is today, not all of us learn to command the English language and literature and, 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 learn to write correctly. I mean, we learn what we need to learn to get into the workforce and get into society and contribute, but, you know, all the rules of language, I don't remember all of them. I don't, punctuation and all these, how, how to deliver a thought and, and take care of, of, of inflection with inflection and all these. We all learn to write. All right? I'm a pretty smart guy, but I was a shitty writer in high school. All right? I'm a pre- I, I get compliments on how well I write today, you know? Like, every one of us are pretty much good writers. Why? Because we spent years and years going back and forth. We learn to, to find what we stand for and solidify what we believe and then champion it through words. What do you think that has what effect that has had on us, on our characters in the real world. People are different today. The people who follow these paths are different people than they were when they set out. It is an amazing, amazing thing. That is why, that's some of the reason why I laud the media attention, the Jedi path, the Jediism or Jedi realism or Sithism or Sith realism, whatever it is, that attention they're getting today. Now, what I don't like is how what I just said doesn't get transferred over into the media. Okay? Now, the, 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 the title of this, this segment is Jediism, Sithism, uh, Media Fodder, or, or Media Trend. They love to have us on today, especially with Star Wars kicking off in, in, in what, two years? They love us. They love us. One day. They loved us in 2005, 2004, well, 2000 to 2005. They loved us back then. They loved these little sects. Star Trek, the same thing. They loved the Trekkies. Except, you know, the Trekkies sort of got to kind of have a go- going on. They got their own little Starfleet Academy down in San Francisco, you know, so, you know, 
um, they love them too. When Star Trek starts, they're after the Trekkies, and there, there's more than enough of them in their Starfleet uniforms talking to the media. And what do you see when you're talking to the media? You see someone representing the the this, the the Starfleet Academy, or we'll say the Jedi way. Somebody representing the Jedi path um, over in England. The the Church of Jediism have been known to be in their robes, hooded with their lightsabers clipped to their belts, giving interviews. Whether that's right or wrong, it's you know neither here nor there. But it is their path. They're representing their path the best way that they know how. Uh, Opie McCloud. Um, Opie, I know you're not going to listen to this if you do listen to this until it's, uh, you know, um, presented on, on, on the KOA website. I am really proud of you. I was, Charles and I were just talking before the show. I may have had maybe a few exchanges with you. I know who you are. I know you know who I am. And, um, I have to say, I am really proud of you, man. You, from what I saw on the segment, you, you know, Opie was in regular clothes. He presented himself as a regular guy. He didn't go above and beyond with, um, you know, any uh, embellishment as to, you know, portray himself to be any, fan, you know, uh, uh, fantastical Jedi master or anything like that. He was just a regular guy who follows a, a spiritual path that is a, based on Jediism, or the Jedi way, excuse me. And I think you did a great job representing yourself and the path. What I didn't like and which made me turn off the segment, and I'm sorry for that, Opie, because I just get mad, and, I, and I'll tell you where this anger comes from, is while Opie is being, you know, uh, an average Joe on the show, they're cutting to guys wearing robes stopping traffic. I don't know if you saw that one, Charles. There's a, there's a picture of a guy with his hand out, like, force-stopping a car in traffic, and there's a picture of three Jedi with their lightsabers raised in a field, you know, it's, it's, it's corny. It's corny. You, you, you want to do a segment. With us, it's a double-edged sword because we, want, we need the media. We need, we need the exposure. So when we get the phone calls, you know, we want to do a segment. We want to do, uh, we, we, we have you on. There's an excitement. There's a, there's, there's a, there's a feeling of, okay, vindication. We're, we're being taken seriously. And then... I think a lot of Jedi now are starting to think twice about doing a lot of media. And I'm going to get into some examples of that because what happens is you get on these shows and you become fodder for jokes and play. And I, I won't say, I won't mention the news outlet only because this conversation was, was a private conversation, but I can mention, I mean, I had a long discussion with Master Flynn from, from New York Jedi a couple of years ago, and we were on the phone for, I want to say it was like at least three hours, and we were just talking about a great many things. And, you know, New York Jedi has gotten more press. They were the first ones to be out there with their lightsaber um, training and, and, and uh, uh, saber wars. You know, they, they actually do these, um, these uh, uh, what do they call them, when people sing in the middle of traffic or, or in the middle, what, what do they call those things, those... Um, when people get up and start singing, flash mob. They were the first. They were the first group to do saber flash, saber flash mobs, to actually do wars in New York City, and they made a storyline out of it. And I mean, they they got a lot of press because it was really cool stuff. Um, 
and they do they teach classes. So they got a lot of lot of media attention. They've been on a lot of uh, day shows, you know, and and they've gotten a lot of press. And when you, they, they've got enough press where they can actually have their own wiki page. And, and but the problem was there's a there's a dark side to it. Yeah, you get all this press, and it's a wonderful thing, and you're on TV, and you can you can point and say, look, I did that, and I was interviewed by this person. But he was on one show, he told me, and I'll never forget it. It made me rethink how to deal with the media. He said he was on one show, and he was, he was, he was miserable because it was a long segment, and he was being asked a bunch of questions, and it was engaging, and the, the, the hosts of the show were making fun of him. He had to sit and be made fun of, and he said it was it was it was it was dreadful. He said he'll never go on that show ever again, and it was a big day daytime show, early morning show, and he said that the you know the the more famous of the of the hosts, um, he's got no regard for him whatsoever. So, um, I've noticed that as Jedi are in the media, you're seeing that you know the the, the Church of Jediism over in England, you know. English press is a is a lot more cheeky than than and believe it or not a lot of people don't get this English press is they are evil okay they'll get they, they get the story to you but they it is a they, they can be vicious vicious vampires when it comes to getting um, information and uh, you know they're brutal on these kids over there brutal I feel bad you know don't get me wrong the things we do invite a lot of a ridicule. Not everybody in this in this community is somebody that we, we're, we're comfortable with representing what we believe. Let's put that out there right here and now. And Murphy's Law seems to to get these people a lot of the, uh, the, the face time in front of cameras or in front of uh, a journalist than the people that should be in front of the cameras or speaking to journalists. But and if I may? Yeah, go ahead. That's why I was so glad to see that they had Opie up there this time, because I got to meet him in person at this last gathering, and he really impressed me. Very down-to-earth, very well-spoken, and he makes a good representation of us. You know, I'm glad I wasn't the guy up there, because while I'm well-spoken myself, I don't necessarily give the best visual impression, even with the weight loss and everything else that I've went through. Um, I still look like a very, I, I would have convinced them that the Jedi are thugs. I, it yeah. really, they would, there would have been no concept of gentlemen because of the way my face looks on a screen. Well, you know, anyone who's looked at the webpage has seen my face at least once. I look like a bruiser, even if I'm the most passive and, and peaceful person you ever meet. Right. Um, you know, that said, I felt Opie had all of the right charismatic qualities that's why i was so glad to see him up there this time and yet you know so often and this is not knocking anyone else who's been up there uh because everyone everyone has tried their best and done what they could but the very nature of it is that whatever faults opie has as a person and we all have our faults they're not ones that he was displaying in such a way that they were easily ridiculed Right. Any pot shots they had to take at Opie, they had to take with considered determination, and he had to make that judgment call, I'm sure, before he went on the air, what to wear, how to stand, and all of these things. 
and only because of his background, not only in the community, but in life, was he ready for that. I could have trusted him and a couple others from the gatherings, as well as a couple others, such as the KOA group, you know, those of us that still take the name, I would have trusted. Um, and even if you don't take the name, I would have trusted you up there to represent very well the Jedi community. But that said, 99% of the time, they pick people that, when they go in, they very much are trying to emphasize the qualities of sticking to the concepts that were brought forth in the movie, because that's what they've been doing in the forum for so long, holding to the path so that people will not forget what it was and just make it new ageism. And the result is that what they forget is that while you have to fight that battle on the forum, you don't want to fight that battle on a camera. Right, right, right. That's that's a good point. Well, like you, Charles, you know, I'm a big guy too, and, you know, I I have to be careful, you know, I've been doing a lot of video uh, uh, promotions for Ashna Nights lately, and, you know, I see myself on the camera, and I've always been comfortable on a stage and in front of a camera, but, you know, people <laughs> tease me and they say, oh, it's like Suge Knight in a in the Nashla Knights uniform. And, right, you know, you know those... the angle you stand at can go right. from reserved gentleman to I'm going to kick your ass. Exactly. And it's like, you know, wow, you know, exactly. I, I have pictures taken of me where I'm in friendly environments and it looks like I'm going to kill someone. And I'm like, that wasn't the angle we needed for the camera. So, you know, it's, it's, it's important. It's very important. Like, it, it, you hit the nail on the head, Charles, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to kind of go into that. Uh, about a year ago, I, don't, I can't quite remember. You know, I recently had a, a motorcycle accident. And I, I, you know, some things, trying to recall some things have been very difficult. Um, and, and this is going to be one of those things. But and, and, Charles, I don't know if you were involved in this, and if you were, maybe you can fill in some blanks for me. But at some point, we... Somehow we were doing, I think we were doing, I want to say we were doing a, a, a KOA show with uh, the, the guys from the Church of Jediism in England, all right? And one of the, the founder of the, I can't remember his name, forgive me, I, I just, the founder of, who, who is it? Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones, Davy Jones. How did I forget that? Daniel, forgive me if you ever listen to this. It's it's it's, it's the accident. <laughs> um, Dan, Daniel Jones was on the show, and it was a very big show. Now it's all coming back to me, and uh, we got a chance to talk because there was the, you know he did this this really really good interview, but there was a problem with the interview in the sense that um, many could see many drew. How do I say this, Charles? Like, I thought it was good press, but once again, the media took liberties. They tore that poor man apart, and the okay, difference so can be seen. <laughs> the difference can be seen in him being on our show versus him being, you know, in front of the camera, you know. And he knew they were trying to do what they were doing. And right. they tried to do it with Opie, but Opie has had the benefit of having watched the last four people have it done to them. So he was ready for it. You know, he was ready for the, so, you know, what do you all believe in spiritually? What, what do you think of the Force? He's seen other people get hit with that question and then try to actually explain 
the overall community view, you know, the 99% majority yeah. in a way that would make sense to the common listener. And he was ready for it. He just goes, you know, that's a varying and personal belief, and no two people have the exact same view of it. And it was the only answer you could give in that situation that would keep you from falling into the next trap, which was, well, what about this or what about that? Or isn't this this or isn't that that? By answering it that way, he stopped them. But he also had the benefit of watching Daniel Jones uh, go up and get, uh, you know, brought into that trap, watching Patrick go up there. I don't know if you remember him. Go up there and get pulled into that same trap. If you remember any of their interviews, and I do remember them, these poor fellas did great. They they did fantastic right up to the moment they were hit with questions that that were leading questions that were designed to progress, you know, this, that, and the other. And it almost always starts, well, what do you think of the Force? And isn't this just the same as that? Or doesn't that, you know, bring you up against this religion? And what it is meant to do is it's meant to make you sound like a loon. It really is. It's meant to make you sound like you're there going, I see stuff, and it's out there. It, that's what it's meant to do. Those questions are meant to make you look and sound like that, no matter how you answer them. And the only good answer to give is the same answer you would give if you were representing Christianity to a group that had never seen it. You look and say, well, you know, God is different for everyone. Everyone experiences God in their own way, and they all have their own view. You know, we have some... We have some things that are the same across the board, but it's different for everybody. It's the only... See, the Christians have had 2,000 years to practice that answer. You know, Opie had the benefit of the experience of watching everyone else get hung with that rope, which was useful this time. But yeah, and you go back and look at the old interviews. Those that are listening, not right this second, you know, don't stop your MP3. But, um, you know, when when the show's done... Go back and look at those interviews, and you'll see what I'm saying. That is yeah. where they trip us up. Yeah, and and we had to, you know, you, yeah, you, yeah. Now I remember the whole thing. You're right. That interview was a shit show, and you know, a lot of people in the Jedi community were bullshit, bullshit. Because I guess you know, it wasn't Dave, it wasn't necessarily, and it wasn't David Jones. His interview, he sent someone. Daniel. Daniel. Uh, Daniel Jones, excuse me. It wasn't Daniel Jones that his, he sent someone to do. See, this is how it went down. I, when I saw the interview, I'm looking at this kid who was doing the interview, and no offense to the young man that was, who was, who was doing this. I, you know, he's representing his order and his belief in the best way he knows how. He's being himself. But he was in his robes. He was, I mean, he had, I don't know, there was something, something to do with his hair, if I remember correctly. I, I don't know. I think it was like green. I don't know. There was some craziness. That, that was Patrick's. Yeah, that was Patrick. Oh, that's Patrick. Okay, all right. And so Patrick, that's it. So. Patrick had uh, he had just done a Comic Con convention, uh, I think a day and a half before, and he had dyed his hair for that, and had not had a chance to change it. And he had purple and green in it, if I recall. And I could be I could be wrong on on the colors. So he combed his hair back as best he could. Uh, I talked to him after the interview. Yeah. And um, they said, we want you to wear your Jedi robes. And he said, okay. And he realized he realized the same thing that Daniel realized before that and right. that Opie right. realized after, which is that 
in order for this to work, we have to be willing to risk the ridicule. In fact, we have to welcome it because it right. gets the path out there and publicly known. You know, I hate to use this as an example, especially when I'm using my Captain Kirk voice, but Scientology started out, people looked at it as a joke, and now it's a major religion. And I don't hold anything for Scientology. I don't even want to get my opinions on it. Because if I do, I'll be just as bad as the poor people that were interviewing our good friends that we've mentioned, you know, various points throughout this show. I'm not going to be that guy today. I'll be that guy some other day. But what I will say is that you look at it and all the negative press that it got turned into positive press. And you've got to believe, you've got to know that Patrick and Daniel and Opie and everyone who's ever done a live one. And another good one, if you remember from the old Jediism way, Zayden, when he did the radio interview over in his home state, you know, live national radio, and he was on it, and they did it to him, and he yep. knew it was coming. He even said to me, he said, Charles, I, 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 want, I want you to do the interview instead. And I said, it's not happening. Yeah. But he said, they're going to ask me about the force. And I said, and they're going to trip you up with whatever you say, so try to keep your answers short and to the point. Right. And well, that's what I... Go ahead. Yeah, and, and he managed to hold his own on that, despite yeah. that. Hey, I just got to... I'm going to bring him in here. We just got uh, Anton hitting me up wanting to know if we're having a show. Yeah, so, bring, bring him in. Well, uh, what, the reason why I brought up the... Uh, 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 the Jones interview was because, um, you know, I got a chance to come on, come in on that. And I remember when I had watched the interview, there were a whole host of things that I was upset about. It wasn't before I even got into the path of how the path was, how the path is represented was, was, was of little concern to me because as we, as we all know, no two people see it the same way. So people are going to have their, you know, different orders have their own different, have their interpretations and understandings. That wasn't my issue. My issue was how poorly prepared this person was. Um, how, how, how this person presented themselves, how Patrick presented himself on a national, on, on the national stage. I mean, it, I was I was disappointed. I should say I I, I correct. I was disappointed because Daniel, before Patrick, as as Charles said, went through this. Okay, and he went through this badly. And what I saw was nobody had heeded those lessons, and they made it to me. It was just worse because it was just a representation telling the world, yeah, these guys are clowns. All of them. All of them. They're all clowns. So that's why I was upset, but others in the Jedi community were livid, livid. So we got a chance, you know, they, uh, you know, I don't know if Patrick was there, but um, Daniel came on, and it was refreshing. It was absolutely refreshing. It was probably one of the best uh, KOA interviews um, the program has had since its inception. Daniel was outstanding on it. Um, and getting a chance to ask him candidly, like, what the hell were you thinking? You know, you're the leader of this, this order, you know, it, it stops with you. You know, if Ashla Knights, you know, all the mistakes that we have probably had publicly within the community, 
you know, I'm sure there were catalysts for them, and there were there were individuals that were at the center of them. But ultimately, it's me. It's I'm the face. I'm the guy. So when we do something, or somebody does something under you know the under the the the, the banner of Ashland Knights, the logos of Ashland Knights, yeah, it sucks that you know that happened. But it sucks even for me. It sucks more for me because it's it's I'm the master of the order. It's it's Derek can't control his house. Derek has no organization. Derek, what the hell is Derek doing over there? So I got a chance to say that to, to Daniel, and Daniel, he was just like, you're right. He was like, you're absolutely right. And, and he got a chance to explain why these things went down. And when you listen to, I don't even know if we still have this on, 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 on record somewhere, but when you listen to how the series of events took place in which to prepare for this, then you're like, oh, like, you know, like Charles said, this kid, you know, Patrick was at a Comic-Con and just didn't get a chance to, you know, get that shit out of his hair. And then he figured, you know, I'll, I think Patrick was even like, yeah, I don't know if I should wear these robes, but all right, I guess I'll wear them. I mean, you know, and then he was completely ambushed. So from that meeting, from that, from that interview, we were throwing it around. We, you know, we talked about this and I, I think I put, I, I, I positioned the question like, what can we do? What can we do as individuals who represent our orders and our paths to effectively represent or, or, or uh, to effectively educate people about, the Je- about Jediism or Jedi realism or Sith or Sithism or all that kind of stuff? And my first thing was, I'm going to bring you guys in on this, my first thing was... Um, well, first and foremost, you know, we're at a level now in our development, our place and time right now, where, and Charles and I were talking about this again before the show, we were talking about the need for not just leadership, but real organization, like business organization. You know, Ashlanites is always, and I hate to keep plugging Ashlanites, but it is my show, so. Um, Ashlanites has always taken a business sort of organizational approach to how it runs its web community. Um, you know, I've been in business for years and years and years. So I always, you know, to me, organization and structure have always, and, and firm foundation have always been paramount. If you, if you adopt a corporate mind on things, things are easier to, to manage and deal with when they, when they come up. There's a detachment there. You need to just do the right thing, the business thing. And sometimes the business thing is the wrong thing. Um, you know, it could be perceived as among the wrong thing idealistically or morally, whatever. But, you know, in the long run, you need to be able to be comfortable with the decisions, right or wrong. And for the most part, I am. I'm very comfortable with how we've decided to, you know, make things happen for ourselves. So I, I my suggestion was when you know you're dealing with the media, okay, and you know you're going to, you know you're going to be in front of a camera. You know someone's going to be writing something about you. The leader of that order needs to say, okay, we need to get our shit together, sit down, and go through this. Who's going to represent us? Okay, we make that decision. What is this person going to wear? How is this person going to be presented? I even go so far as to have maybe somebody who's experienced with, with um, uh, interviewing come up with a whole bunch of questions and prepare for it. You're never going to be able to get exactly uh, what questions will be asked, but at least you'll have some practice with sitting in front of a camera, 
uh, and having questions thrown at you. Like Charles said, you know, Opie was effective, effective when they asked him about the Force because he had the benefit of Daniel Jones, so on and so forth, this one, that one, da, 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 da. it's been done before. Flynn, today, when he does interviews, it's not the same type of, I mean, there's certain interviews he won't even do. He won't even go. And that's media he's turning down. And I think that that is a wonderful, wonderful thing, a wonderful business move. We need the media and the press to further the path, but there comes a time, and I've always been a very, very, very big proponent of this, you need to say no to the gift horse sometimes. Sometimes you need to say, you know what, we're not going to do that. You know what, we're going to pass on this one. You know, I, I have it in my mind, if I was ever interviewed for Ashla Knights or The Force or anything like that, I mean, I've got a group of people in my head that I would even consider giving an interview, which I don't think will ever want to interview me. So I'm not going to be giving any interviews. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to bring Charles and, 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 and Anton in on this. You know, going forward, and Anton, I don't know if you're able to kind of discern what we're talking about here, but we're talking about um, Jediism or Sithism. Is it a media fodder or a media trend? Um, you know, we've been getting a lot of press in the last several years. You know, some groups have, have been taken have been taking the first hits as far as you know uh, the, the 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 subtle te the subtle and or overt teasing of those of us who who follow the Jedi or Sith paths when they interview us you know the questions start off pretty reasonable then they get pretty trippy and confusing and then they while we're while while we're answering the questions they cut to some ridiculous picture or some stupid video or ask us something about some some utter fanboy who has nothing to do with the philosophy about, you know, uh, oh, well, this so, this person did something in, in this, this part of the world, and he was a, you know, it's like, kind of like the Tracy Morgan skit when he was running through the middle of, I don't know if you guys ever saw that, I don't know if it was Saturday, no, what was that show, 30 Rock, there was a, there's a segment, I'll have to give it, get it to Charles and he can post it somewhere, there's a segment of Tracy Morgan in his underwear running in the middle of a highway with a plastic uh, Hasbro lightsaber before Hasbro took over the Master Replicas sabers with the, with the extended running down, the poking the saber in people's driver's window going, I am a Jedi, I am a Jedi. Something to that effect, they'll cut to and they'll say, well, what about this, what about this guy? How does he fit into your whole, uh, you know, uh, uh, honor and commitment and dedication and duty and loyalty and all that kind of stuff. And it's, or it's, the Darth Vader with the crutch in the trash pan, can. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that's how I would do it. If I would approach it from a business standpoint, you know, the community is your business. And, and you don't want to confuse philosophy with business, but, you know, we're all trying to further this path, and we need to take it seriously. We need to look at it as an identity, a, a corporate identity in, in, a, in a lot of ways, and, and you protect that identity. So you only give interviews to certain people, you, you plan out the interview, you try to, try to be as structured as you possibly can, but minimal in your answers, okay? And you, you, you try to be as, um, so I don't know, what do you guys think? Uh, Charles, I'll, I'll let you go and then Anton will close with you. Anton, uh, Charles, what do you think? What are some, what are some help, some, 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 tools that people can use going forward that they should be mindful of when they're in front of the cameras? Um, the very first thing 
to do one in front of the cameras is be prepared for some of the questions that are going to be coming at you. Do a little research into previous interviews and make certain that you're wearing good dress clothes or good casual dress clothes. Make certain that you're relaxed. Make certain that you have good control of your breathing and your posture. But I guess more than anything, you know, express the benefits that the Jedi Path has, not just for you as a fan, but you as a person. You know, the biggest problem we get into is when someone wants to talk about Star Wars on an interview with a Jedi. And I know that sounds terrible, and I get that mentioning and referencing Star Wars is going to become a part of it, but you are far, far more better received, and this is, again, why I liked Opie's interview so well, and I felt that everyone had done this in their interviews, but Opie had, had the benefit of the experience of seeing others go first, so he was able to capitalize on that and spoke primarily on what the path did for him or how it helped people who were on the path, what it did to help them. You know, if I got up there and I was to talk about the path for me, I would say, well, I've lost 100 pounds, um, calmer, more controlled. I've gotten a good grip on my anger issues. I'm more self-aware. I could go through the list. And these things are what it does for me. And then what has it helped you do for others? Because really the Jedi path is a two-fort single single direction path. It's a it's a two-pronged single direction path that encompasses what it does for you spiritually, physically, emotionally, and then what it does for others and how it allows you to help others, what perspective it's given you to then benefit the world around you. And you don't have to have big grand things. It's good. It's heck, it's great if your emergency services search and rescue, police force, fire department you know, FBI, CIA, you're, you know, it's good if you belong to every single organization on the planet. That's great. But when you're up there, even if you don't belong to those things, or maybe if you do belong to those things, also express how this path can help the average Joe who is not a part of these, express how they can then benefit the world around them in day-to-day life. Because you're only going to have a fire put out maybe once or twice in your life, and God help you, I hope you're only ever in an ambulance once or twice in your life, if that. You know, and hopefully you never have to be arrested. And, you know, but if you if you have to have the police called to your aid or, you know, to solve a situation, then hopefully it's only once or twice in your life. That means that 99% of the people that help you in your life or have an impact on you are not emergency services or service industry of that form. So... What we've got to look at is that the world as a whole, needing Jedi, and it does, needs people that benefit those around them all of the time. This is where the common man rises up to become the next great Jedi. This is where the path starts taking on a new meaning, and where it becomes a more empowered, more beneficial thing. And I think we need to emphasize that, because we put a lot of emphasis into, you know, we put a lot of emphasis into our all-stars. We put a lot of emphasis into our Allies and our Opies and our Andes, you know, in, into our Jared, Jared Michaelses. You know, we put a lot of emphasis on these people that are well-known names in the community who've done newspaper or radio or television. You know, our Daniel Joneses, as our Patrick, because, you know, we, we put emphasis on these people 
who have gotten up in the light visibly, and usually they have a background. My understanding is that uh, Opie is an officer of the law. You know, that, that took a lot of balls. A, so that that's kudos for him. That's a lot of balls because if he's that a police is, officer that is. and he came that's, on it, TV, national TV and put himself out there, that's huge. Yes, exactly. And that's a big thing, and that needs to be emphasized. But likewise, we need the path to be able to be there for everyone and to be able to benefit everyone, even if not everyone becomes a knight. You know, something I said at the last gathering is that every Jedi, we've, we, myself and uh, Jared have always went back and forth, you know, discussing what it means to be a Jedi. And I said, you know, we used to say that every Jedi is a knight first. And I've thought a lot about that. But we all have our times where we either can't or just won't be knights. It's just outside of our purview. Life prevents it, or we just emotionally can't deal with being out questing 24-7, doing great things for people. Every Jedi has to be an adherent, though, to the concepts of the path, to the ideals within it. And that is the first level of what it means, and I think we need to emphasize that a bit more, because we focus so much on those that are knights that we forget that it's the adherents that are the ones that are being the shoulders that can be cried upon, that are reaching out to the person who's having a rough day at their job, that are, you know, they see someone in the library who's having a rough day and they, they be their sounding board and help get them out of whatever funk they're in, and that these impacts are 99% of a person's life. You know, that's going to be hitting more often. Yes, saving someone's life extends their life, but saving their mental and emotional state, saving them as a person, can extend their humanity. So I think we need to focus on that common thread and the common Jedi skills, the common Jedi arts, as much. I think we need to hit both of those. And then I think also we need to express how much it improves the person. You know, it provides a sense of drive. It provides a sense of community. If we focus on those things and presenting those things as the emphasis, and when someone asks about the Force, you know, um, give them the answer Opie gave them. I mean, honestly, don't try to explain the spirituality of it because it's different for everyone. I may find my connection to the Force through deep energy work and strong meditations and Qigong, and I know other people who find it through music. I know other people who find it through art. I know other people who find it through martial arts. I know other people who find it through running. Don't take that away from the community by saying, oh, yes, it's a spiritual, who's it, what's it? Or it's only found in doing this, or you can only truly know the force, you know, while you're doing push-ups. Don't, don't try to define it. Because what drew us to that as a spiritual concept was the fact that it was so undefined. Instead, let it be personal. Let it be something that people can grab hold of and tear into and explore. And you'll find that not only do you present us better, you don't anger, you know, one half the community over here or the other half over there. And likewise, you give the person questioning you much less to tear into. Don't give them something to rip you apart with. I guess if I had to say one thing, you know, exemplify the strong points and don't give them easy cannon fodder. Don't give them the stuff that's still being debated and argued because it is so personal, okay? Because I'll tell you what, if you, if you want to give them that, then what you need to do is to go into a church, grab 
five Christians in a church and ask them what God means to them and then watch them, since they'll be next to each other, argue with each other and fight and debate and the little cliques that form during this conversation and then recognize that by using that, by using the specifics, by using what it means, means to just you, instead of allowing it to mean much to everyone, you take the part of the path that everyone reaches for, but they do it individually, and you remove it away. Don't give the, don't give yeah. the, don't give the, the questioner, the examiner, the option to use that to tear into you, to make you look like a loon, or to make you look like someone who doesn't have the answer. Instead, yeah. be honest. It means something different to everyone, you know, and you're and, not going to get the same answer twice. Yeah. So exemplify the strengths. Go ahead, Charles. Well, exemplify the strengths, limit the weaknesses, and uh, get up there and enjoy it. Anton, I, I last last few minutes, I think you got the gist of the conversation. Um, what do you think, what, what advice would you impart to those who are about to uh, sit down for a national media spot uh, on Jedi or Sithism? Um, well... Really, I would just say, be honest. <laughs> and th this is this is about as far as I'd go because um, if they're not representing the entire community, of course they can't. They are one person, and um, I wouldn't expect them to. If they represent me wrongly, I can correct them. I can correct it publicly too, if I need to. Um, but and I. Uh, I, I can't really give advice to someone who is going out uh, to the press as a Jedi I mean, I mean, because I haven't, I, I, yeah, I haven't been there. I don't even know anyone who has. I mean, I know there are people who have, but I don't know them. I have never talked to them. Look at it like hmm? this, Anton. What common sense things would you prepare for if you were going to sit down face to face with an interviewer? Um, it really depends on what the interviewer would be asking me. If you would ask, yeah, if you if you would expect me to actually represent the Jedi community as a whole, I would, on virtually every question, emphasize that it is diverse, that there is there are no two Jedi agreeing on even one particular doctrinal thing, which is weird because how they can qualify as one community, I don't understand that. You know what's funny about that, Anton? When I first started out, when I, I, you know, I originally joined the Force Academy back, I mean, what is it, 13 years ago, maybe 12 years ago? At first, because that was like, you know, the Force Academy back then was like, uh, yeah, the uh, central hub. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was like, that's where you went. That's the only place that you could find that, you know, you could actually go and get some, get some insight, get some training. But it was a madhouse. I mean, I'm not saying anything disparaging about, you know, the reality of it. Everybody knows. Yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I remember joining there, and I remember I went there because the movies moved me, okay? Right? The movies moved me. Mm -hmm. They gave me some direction and some orientation based on some, some, I guess I'd have to say it, specifics, okay? <laughs> um and it was it's it's 
the great one of the greatest paradoxes that you, you just pointed out just beautifully. Yeah. Uh, I went. I, I mean, place. yeah, I, right. <laughs> I, I I I've experienced that on on the Temple of the Jedi Order, which is about as big as the Force Academy used to be back then. I mean, publicly, it, it's become like some kind of Jedi Facebook, really. It, it's huge. There are yeah. people joining every day, dozens. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it's much like that. Yeah. There comes a newbie, and he asks something, something really simple, something so deep in the, the, the someone, something that one would expect to be really deep in the doctrine, and there is not one definite answer from anyone. There is not even one who would state his opinion. He would say, oh, it's all up to you and, and, and fuzzy things that mean really nothing. It's frustrating. <laughs> Charles, I know, I, I know we're, we're, we're supposed to sign off at 1 o'clock. If, if I could just have a couple more minutes, if it's all right with you. I don't want to push your time. Go for it. You're but good. You're good. I just want to kind of bring up, because, you know, I, I want to digress a little bit. Anton, open the door for this, because it's, it's actually very funny and very sad in a lot of ways, too, because he's right. You know, um, even to, to today, I mean, Charles and I just pointed that out for like an hour. Um, it, it, it's different things to different people. For different, for everybody, it, it means something different, I should say. Okay? And there is no uniformity. There's very little uniformity when it comes to interpreting the Jedi path. Even the Jedi Code. I mean, just recently, I think I want to say in the last two years, the Jedi, the interpretation of the Jedi Code is beginning to see some uniformity, okay? And, and I say that, I say that with, with extreme caution because I don't want to overstate that. Um, and it's interesting that the uniformity that I'm perceiving being, you know, accepted, the meaning of it has, I, I, to say it's evolved, is, is pretty sad because it's finally it's, come to... It's rather point. vanished. What's that? It's rather vanished, hasn't it? it? It has. It's diminished a lot because it was a very, very... It was a very... Uh, 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 I guess for lack of a better word at the moment, a very extreme interpretation of those tenets in that code. All right? You can't have emotion. You can't have it. You just can't have emotion. you gotta, you got to divorce yourself from emotion. Well, uh, yeah, you can't be uh, ignorant. You, you, you just got to be smart. You just got to you got to pick up the books. You got to just present yourself smart. You got to be smart. You just can't be stupid. Yeah. And, 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 excuse me. To be fair, though, that's not what the code says. No, it's not. It's not. It never. It, you know, I I can't say I was on the forefront of it, but there was always because I was learning when I was you know back then. But it was always something. I'm like, are we are we looking at this the right way? Because it could mean, you know. There, there should be some wiggle room in, in, in here. There should be well, yeah, I mean, sure, it, it, it has some limitations. It says, you know, there is no emotion, there is peace. At least what it doesn't mean is the exact opposite of it. Right. But, yeah, but what it means can be kind of fuzzy. There is a margin for it. Right, right. There's a good, there's a good curve in there. And I think a lot of people got tripped up on that in the beginning. A lot of people... Just thought that okay, here are some here are some here are some specific what few specifics we could derive. We need to keep this pristine, and I think a lot of people ran with that, and it caused a lot of problems in the beginning. And now we've come to a point that I have observed. I don't know about you guys. I'm pretty sure you might be on the same at the same place, 
But now people are saying, look, that doesn't mean you let we have emotion. You just don't let them govern. And, and, and again, I got to plug Arsenal Knights. Years ago, when we had our, when we were at Jedi Academy teaching it, that was one of that's how we interpreted the Jedi, the Jedi code, and we got a lot of shit for it because back then it was supposed to be very specific and very rigid, and we were just like, no, nah, I don't think so, because if we didn't have emotion, we wouldn't be galvanized to do good works. We just can't let them rule us. We. We need to have a little bit of ignorance because nobody knows everything. No one is omnipotent. Nobody, so there has to be a one. I don't look at ignorance as stupidity. I look at ignorance, I interpret it in the Jedi Code, as wonder. That's how I look at it. You have to have wonder. Okay? And wonder is discovery. Because you don't know everything else. So, I don't want to go into it, but basically... You know, I think I'm I'm very comfortable with where the Jedi inter the Jedi the interpretation of the Jedi Code is has 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 evolved, which is kind of weird because it, I don't think it really ever evolved. I think it's where people evolved to finally see what it could be at its at its sublime understanding. Now, on that line, on that level, what is absolutely amazing to me that I've been on this path for, what, 13, 12 years, 12, 13 years, and like Anton said, I mean, Anton, I think you're relatively new, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you've been around as long, but I think you've been around, what, five years, four years, three years on this path anyway? I'm not sure. But what's amazing to me is that the movies are pretty specific in a lot of things, and people just don't want to. They don't want to capitulate to it, or the, the the things that they need to. It's not hard building a Jedi community. It's not. It's not a hard thing, but we make it hard because we as individuals don't like certain things. We pick and choose. We do that in life. We do that in life, and we don't like it when we don't have a choice. When we reach walls that say, look, this is the end. You know, in the Jedi way, we like to say there are, there, are no way, there are no walls. Just like Einstein said, there are no straight lines in the universe. Well, those, those curves end somewhere, okay? They all do. <laughs> there is, and we like to say in the Jedi, there is no beginning, there is no ending. Well, yeah, there is. See, this is another confusing thing about the Jedi path which caused people to see it differently. So if I have to bring this back around to the original discussion, I'd have to, again, underscore what Charles said, that because of this, because of hum human beings, perception, because of, of issues like discomfort with f finality and, 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 and ultimatum and, and, and uh, whatever else, you have to, when you sit down with people, when you talk about the Jedi way, and you talk about the Force, you have to, it's wise to say that I think it's wise to maybe reply. When you don't put yourself into a, a, a box, you say, look, like Obi did, like I would have, like Charles would have, like I think Anton might, or probably will too. It, it means something different for, for everyone. There is no one interpretation. It's a pretty broad construct. Um, and if someone asks you for particulars, I think for the most part, 
people will most people in the community will generally agree on the particulars. You know, so you're pretty safe there. But it it's one of the things that the Jedi community I think will be plagued with until someone until a group of people finally get together and say, look, we need to, and I think they're working on that now, Charles. I, I don't want to bring up anything that's, that's probably uh, confident, uh, you know, is, is an issue of confidentiality, but, you know, uh, Adam Metzler years ago had presented the idea of some type of, uh, you know, Jedi, if I, for lack of a coherent remembrance of this whole thing, but, you know, some Jedi board that would adjudicate, you know, what gets, sort of like uh, Constantine, you know, this gets to go in the Bible, that gets to go, <laughs> this doesn't get to go in the Bible. So I think that didn't pick up any, that didn't pick up any speed because, you know, it sort of reminded people of that, that era in our history. But I think right now, people are coming to a point where there needs to be some basic unity and conformity with how we see... Um, the path and its understanding. So, I guess, I guess that's that. So, Charles, thank you so much for letting us go a couple minutes over. Anton, thank you for for uh, uh, getting on. Uh, Lou, I know you're listening. Uh, thank you for listening. Also, one quick uh, announcement: Order of the Day, you wine Sith is finished. It is the forum board is not active yet. I'm just populating it with some some basic topics to kind of get people um, some some basic ground as far as understanding what the what the community is. The uh, teaching section, which is going to be a dark side um, uh, philosophy, that's going to take some time. I figured I'd open up the community and get it going, and then I'll put the dark side stuff uh, in you know in, in a few weeks when it's uh, hopefully finished. So uh, we're just putting a couple of finishing touches on it. I'm hoping like maybe in the next day or so it'll be ready to go. Charles, I know you're wondering about the Ashlanites form. As soon as this goes live, we'll go over to Ashlanites. We'll, we'll, we'll clean up my mess, and that will be open again. And then the last thing we've got to do is get this, um, this, this, this basic DVD out and ready, and then we'll be ready to go until next year when we release DVD 2 and so on and so forth. But we'll be doing a Ashlanites video news short uh, in a day or so that will be posted on all of our out, uh, all of our outlets so you'll see what's going on and then we'll get a newsletter out and we'll be back up and running as business as usual and topics for next week's show will be posted at least a day in advance and we want to thank all of you for listening this is the Ashtonites Internet Radio Broadcast Derek Thompson signing off have a wonderful day thank you for joining us